Hello, my lovely. This is the Anxious Entrepreneur Podcast, and I am Carrie Lemansky Straub, the chief weirdo around here. What I know to my core is this. Women with anxiety create some of the most incredible businesses on the internet, and that it also comes with unique challenges. This podcast is designed to give you business mentorship and strategies, plus anxiety tips and tools as well. I'm just like you, and I have so much to teach you. And sometimes I'm even funny and full of sweary sarcasm. So if that is your jam, please subscribe, rate on Apple, and come back every Wednesday for the latest and greatest. Now let's get to the show. Hello, Lady Squad. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. I am here in beautiful Southern California where we have the sun shining. Um, and it was, it's a nice day so far. I was able to get to the gym this morning, which always, uh, makes me feel better. And I'm actually coming to you today a little bit fired up <laughs> because I want to talk about, I want to have this conversation. And if you have somebody in your life who gives you a hard time when it comes to your mental health, if you have someone in your life who blows it off, like, you know, what's wrong with you or, you know, cheer up, you know, just put a smile on your face or any of those types of things that when we have mental health issues, people love to say, thinking it's encouragement or that um, it's something that's going to help us. And the first thing I want to say to you is knock it off because <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It actually makes us feel worse because the reality is there are things that happen in our minds, in our brains that number one, we don't always have control over. And number two, when you say something like that to somebody who has mental health issues, you're basically saying, this is all it takes to get better. Like, what's your problem? And I was having a conversation with somebody I'm close with, and we were discussing, actually, I was, you know, going back and forth with her, but my part of the discussion is what I want to talk to you about today. And like I said, if you have somebody in your life who doesn't quite understand what goes on in your mind, play this for them too. Listen to it with them. Um, this might be something that would be helpful. And this is a business podcast. I do talk about business, but today just felt like a little bit more, I want to lean into the mental health side the uh, coach side of me, not the mentor side of me. And I don't know if you know there's a difference, but coaching is for listening, asking questions, um, holding space for somebody to share feelings and allow them, trust them enough to leave empty open space for them so that they can speak and they can process and they can come to their own answers or conclusions. That's coaching. Mentorship, on the other hand, is I have knowledge that you need to build your business, and I'm going to give you that knowledge and guide you along the way. And if you have a question about XYZ, I'm going to be able to guide you either in that direction or 
guide you to somebody who can help you. And my business coaching involves both. My mentorship involves both because there are some days when my clients will come to me and they will just need me to have my coaching hat on. They just need to be heard. They're having frustrations. They're having feelings. They're all over the place. Talking about business strategy is like the last thing on their mind. And frankly, it's their time. It's their time. So if they want me to put on that coaching hat, I ha- I am a coach, certified coach, um, uh, life coach, whatever you want to call it. And I'm also a business mentor. So this comes in really handy because sometimes people need one and then the next session they need the other. And so I'm able to provide both of those things. All of that is to say that mental health, having something like ADHD or um, anxiety, even high-functioning anxiety, uh, we, we can put that in there even though it's not a technical diagnosis, um, depression, bipolar, um, any of those type of mental health issues, they're invisible. They're invisible to anybody standing around. So if I was standing next to a person and I didn't really say a word, I was just standing there, they would have no idea. They would have no idea how my mind works, the things it tells me, the way it talks to me, what it says to me, how the medication affects it, how some people have to have medication and have to sometimes alter their medication because they have to up it or down it depending on where they are in their cycle, meaning like the cycle of what's going on in their mind. So there's constant adjustments that have to be made. And the stigma, the stigma is what I want to talk about. I don't like to use these examples. I'm trying to think of an example that isn't going to sound really offensive. Mm. Let's say someone has eczema. They have eczema on their arm and it's it's something that's very irritating and it's itching and it, it's right there. It's out there for everyone to to see. And I don't mean to like point out or make fun of. I mean like it's there. It's out in public. It's something that's visible. People would be like, oh, that must, you know, they may think that must be very difficult. You know, like what have you, you know, are, are you getting help for that? You know, that there would be an outpouring of people asking possible questions if it's somebody that you're really close to. This is a weird example. Um, let me use um, heart disease, something to do with your heart. Okay. So you have something going on with your heart. That's something inside of your body. But when you say to somebody, oh, I have this heart issue, my heart valve XYZ, and I had to have a pacemaker put in, and sometimes I get really tired, um, so I have to rest, people would be like totally understanding. They'd be like, oh man, that has to be really hard. Yeah, the heart, the heart uh, example is way better. So, you know, if somebody's heart wasn't functioning properly, nobody would say to them, oh, well, you know, suck it up or, oh, just put a smile on your face and it'll be better. You know, people would have empathy and 
and people would treat them differently. Because when somebody says they have a mental illness, it's something that is invisible to other people. It is very loud in the minds of people who have it, who have some form of it, no matter what the form. Sometimes it comes out as being super high energy for a while and then having no energy at all. Sometimes it comes out as somebody being super overly talkative and seeming, quote unquote, annoying. They can't always help that, by the way. That's, that's part of ADHD. That's part of something that I've contended with my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that nobody can see. And so when we speak about it, when we speak about mental health, I will tell you straight up, there are people who think it's a load of bullshit, that it's not real, that it's, no pun intended, all in our heads, and that we're making it up. And that if we could just dot, 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 insert word here, that it would be fine. Everything would be fine. Like, why can't you just, you know, why can't you suck it up? Like, other, other people have to suck it up. Why can't you? Why do you have to sleep so much? Why do you need so much rest? Why do you have to take so much downtime? Why does something that takes somebody a normal amount of energy suck you dry? Well, let's go back to the heart example. If somebody has a heart issue and they're exerting themselves and they need to go and they need to rest, people would understand that because it's a heart issue. Your heart runs your body. Well, guess what? Your mind, your brain also runs your body. And people are so stuck on being neck up about how they think about mental health and medications and, you know, different ways to treat it, different types of therapies. That's all neck up. But frankly, neck down, we can have such exhaustion that we can't move some days. Especially if you're untreated and you don't quite know what's going on, you feel like you're lazy, you feel like you're a loser, you feel like you're unproductive, you feel like like you you can't do anything right and then it's this huge relief when you get somebody in the medical field saying to you, "Yes, this is real. Yes, these are the symptoms that come along with it." Yes, these are all things you're contending with. And yes, there are things we can do, whether it's medication or different types of therapy, you know, but there are things that can be done and acknowledging that it is real. Have you as a person with anxiety or any other type of mental health issue ever had somebody act like they don't believe you? I have, a, I have a girlfriend who has ADHD and she has literally had a relative say to her, I don't believe you have that. I've seen what that looks like. That's not that. I mean, can you fucking imagine? A doctor says, yes, this is something. And then another person is like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, what if somebody walked up to you and said, oh my gosh, I, I have um, congestive heart failure and I'm 
you know, working on, on treatments and figuring out, and, and the other person says, no, you don't just, you need to walk more. Could you fucking imagine? Oh my gosh. So we wonder why there's so much stigma. Well, I don't wonder why. I think there's a lot of people who just think it's a bunch of bullshit. They just don't believe in it. I think now, after the last few years, that more people are on board with the fact that people struggle with their mental health because they started witnessing it. Let me tell you, I've had anxiety as long as I can remember. And when we went into lockdown, I was laughing, not laughing, haha, because it's funny. But like, part of me was like, now maybe people will understand what this feels like. Because they had to contend with exactly what we go through each and every day. Feeling isolated, feeling like you can't do certain things, feeling down, not wanting to get up out of bed, losing time. Those are all things that can come with mental health issues. So it was like the first time that the country, the world, collectively had a inkling of what it feels like. And I'll tell you this, not all mental health treatment works. Sometimes people have to try different things in different combinations before they find what's right for them. And frankly, when you're going through that, it can be a nightmare. It can feel like, how do I even describe this? You feel crazy. You feel crazy. You feel like, what's happening? What's wrong? Why can't I function? And, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of different medication switches in order to help, or it takes medication and some supplements. You know, it takes different things. Like I also take vitamin D, I take magnesium, I take zinc. Like I take other things besides just my mental health meds. Some people don't believe in taking mental health meds. They utilize other, you know, other modalities. And I say, do what works for you. Like find whatever works for you and do that, (laughs) you know. But I'm so sick and tired of people downplaying what it is like to be in somebody else's brain. They have no clue. They have no concept. Like if I could allow certain people into my brain for like 20 minutes and see how well they did, see how well they survived it, have them come out, I wonder how they would look at me. Or if that happened for you, I wonder how they would look at you. Would they have different empathy, a different understanding? Like I said, the closest understanding I think that anybody got was during being locked down. They finally got to experience the anxiety and the the feeling trapped and wanting to stay home and being afraid to go out into the world. And one of the funniest things I ever heard about anxiety was by this comedian. And gosh, I wish I could remember her name. I know she's on Instagram, but she's been on TV. She's, she's freaking hilarious. And the way she described it, anxiety specifically, was she said, okay, pretend like you're in a haunted house. 
like one of those haunted houses where you have to like sign a disclosure, like people might touch you and they might jump out at you and it's going to be really fucking scary, right? So it's one of those. Let's, let's pretend it's one of those. So, so it's like being in that haunted house, right? Except you're at the supermarket. Or you're out at your kid's soccer game. Or you're even sleeping. Recently, I've been dreaming so deeply lately. It's been so crazy. I've been remembering my dreams a lot more lately. And I woke up the other night having a dream where I was literally in my dream saying, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. And as I woke up, I was saying out loud, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. Thankfully, I wasn't actually having one. But my brain in my dreams even (laughs) were like, you know, your subconscious is so much more of your mind than your conscious, your conscience, your conscious, your consciousness. It's about 95%. And a panic attack can be triggered for absolutely no freaking reason. There does not have to be any rhyme or reason to it. You could literally be walking down the street and just start having a panic attack because something in your subconscious gets set off that you don't even realize. And it creates a panic attack. My work may be with women in business and helping them work with their brains instead of against them and to create businesses where their mental health is the front foremost and the focus. But my deep mission in everything that I do is mental health awareness, how it is real, how people are not making it up, how it feels, what it looks like, what it sounds like. Sometimes things will come out of my mouth and I'll be like, who just said that? Because I can't believe sometimes some of the things is just blurt right out, (laughs) you know. Nothing mean, but just like, whoa, did I just say that out loud? (laughs) Like, I should have used my inside voice on that one, you know? Like I said, nothing mean, but just like, well, that was an awkward statement, (laughs) you know? Intrusive thoughts. Those are always fun, Uh, especially when they come out of your mouth. (laughs) Because people like, what? You know, uh, intrusive thought, like you're cutting an onion and you just, (laughs) one time I said, I wonder what would happen if I just like cut through my finger. I didn't mean it. I wasn't going to cut through my finger. I didn't want to cut through my finger, but that's an intrusive thought and it is not something you can control. Those things are fucking weird. And most people have had intrusive thoughts. They just are different. Like parents, mothers with newborns have had intrusive thoughts. Like, I wonder if I just threw my baby across the room, what would happen? Whoa. They're not going to do it. Those thoughts are completely normal. They happen. You know, and don't get all judgy because everybody's had some form of intrusive thought where they were like, whoa, I don't even know where that came from. Almost everyone. And if you haven't, you are so lucky because intrusive thoughts suck. They suck really bad. They make you feel like you're a weirdo. 
And I don't mean how I normally say weirdo in a good way. They make you feel like something's wrong with me, <laughs> like really wrong. So the takeaway for today, I'm not giving you any advice today. This isn't some big, you know, three takeaways. Da, da, da. That's not what I'm giving you today. I'm giving you permission to acknowledge what's going on with you as if it were a heart defect, to get treatment if you need it, to have the bravery to speak up about it, to not pretend that you don't have it, to wear a mask so that people don't think whatever about you. Because I will tell you, when you show up and you actually speak about it, you have no idea how many times these two words have been said to me the more I talk about it. Okay, we'll use three words. Yeah, me too. Isn't it hard? Yeah, it's hard. Doesn't this get frustrating? Oh my gosh, yes, it's so frustrating. I feel so like nobody understands me. The good news is you're here listening to The Anxious Entrepreneur. You're listening to a woman who has anxiety, depression, and ADHD who 95% of the time has it managed. But I'm also human. And there is that five, okay, well, let's say 10% of the time where frustrations still do happen. But I have, thank goodness, so much support and so many tools. And that's all I want for anyone else who deals with these type of things. And I want the people around them to stop pretending like it's just being made up. Because it's not. It's real. There's a fucking medical handbook (laughs) created for it. These are all real things that people experience. Just because you don't have an experience or you don't have an understanding, that doesn't mean it's fake. That just means you're small-minded and you haven't taken the time to investigate what that must feel like. So open up your mind. And to those of you who are listening, who go through this, you really aren't by yourself. You are so much less by yourself than you think you do. Speak out. Find somebody you feel is safe and say, hey, I'm feeling this way because I'm guessing you're going to hear, yeah, me too. And with that, I'm going to end today's episode. So I just wanted to let you know I love you. I see you and I'm rooting for you always and uh, stay weird. Bye. Wow, you're here at the outro. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Anxious Entrepreneur. I appreciate you so much. And if you have a question or there's something you heard today that really struck a chord about this episode, shoot me a DM on Instagram or send a message through my website. It's listed in the show notes. 
Also, if you are loving this podcast, can you please leave me a little love note on Apple in the form of a review and a five-star rating? It's just a little bit to ask. It'll help me get this podcast out to more women who are just like us. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share, and all that jazz. And I'm so happy that you came today. I cannot wait for you to come back each week for a brand new episode. See you next time. Bye.